0: retail the first week this, this was announced or as as this was picking up there was a whole flood of new customers that came into the retail stores worldwide so as they were talking to some of their customers there's some people that have come from traditionally buying from the black market that are now wanting to go and stock up from the legal market and it's because they're they're not trusting their original supply chain or their original supplier
1: from M.J. Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show.
2: Today on Raising
1: Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Michael Keane, the Vice President of 365 Cannabis. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you taking time out to speak with us today. With all the economic doom and gloom, it's super encouraging to speak with a cannabis company whose business is doing well. And you know, I don't know if it has as much to do with the crisis or just that you have such a solid company. 365 Cannabis is a global enterprise resource planning software with Microsoft-based technology. And before we begin, because I know I'm going to get emails on this if we don't do this, before we begin, can you explain to our listeners what an enterprise resource planning or ERP software is?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So e- ERP is, as you mentioned, enterprise resource planning. So it touches everything from financials, inventory, cultivation, production, distribution, and retail. It's essentially every system that your, your business needs to run all in one. Most cannabis companies would be probably familiar with the term seed-to-sale or traceability software. Mm-hmm. That's an element of what we do. But if you look at the major major manufacturers around the world, the food and beverage, pharmaceuticals, they all use ERP to help track their supply chain. So we're essentially an augmented, empowered version of seed-to-sale with financials involved.
1: Okay. So in other words, it would connect to if I was using Quicken for my accounting. And I was using BioTrack for my seed to sale software. It would connect to those and I could work with both of those from one interface versus using toggling back and forth between the two.
0: Yeah, exactly. It could re- actually help replace those and put you on one Microsoft platform. Exactly.
1: Okay. Okay. And I also saw that you work with a lot of third party softwares like LeafLink or WeedMap and can connect with those companies as well
0: yeah and and that's that's really where we've leaned to find the kind of the best of breed software out there We're we're not trying to go and take every segment of the market we always describe erp as the plumbing of the house but we know that we we're not going to go and do all the interior design and everything else we partner with the other companies that do those pieces really well we're the uh the unsexy software that sits behind the scenes
1: <laughs> the plumbers that's that's great Well, the crisis is forcing companies to manage their operations differently. And I see the advantages to having 365 cannabis ERP software in just about every operation. Is that one of the things that's really sort of caught fire right now because people have to work remotely, that they're relying more and more on on your software?
0: Yeah, that one of the the biggest immediate drivers was because everybody's now working from home. Everyone's asking for something that's, that's based in the cloud. They're not needing to, or in some states and uh, even in Canada, mandatory work from home, and they're not able to go into facilities. But that was initially the, the big push to get people to look at ERP. What came after that was actually even more interesting, which was everybody wanted to make decisions, right? You, you're seeing these major companies laying off big portions of their business and it happened within a day. And it's all because they had data to go off of. They knew likely what was going to happen and the impacts on their business. And unfortunately, without the right systems, a lot of our cannabis companies in our industry was making decisions off of what they felt was going to happen. Understanding what that data means to their business is kind of now the, the new initiative of what everyone's trying to get to.
1: Especially, like you said, with this if you understand your supply chain and where there could be some bottlenecks, it helps you anticipate what changes you need to make within your organization versus having it all on Excel spreadsheets or in your head i mean this is so much more responsible approach to running a company absolutely you know while while I was preparing for today's show, I read something that I hadn't thought about. But I'm afraid it may become a serious issue. And that's if an employee is infected in a company, how would you know if you know other employees have been contaminated? And I, I think when we were talking, you said that you have some features within your software that we can help you with this.
0: Yeah, we do. And it, it's come up a couple of times. And essentially what erp allows you to do is track down to get to the exact quantity price who touched the specific product it's what most of probably the listeners know as seed to sale and the traceability the state or the health canada requires you to look at but this now allows you as an individual to go and say you know which of my employees are most productive and still it's used as a great tool to do incentive-based pay to say my trimmer Jill does five grams more per hour than the average, so let's incentivize her. Mm-hmm. That now is being repurposed to go and very carefully look at if an employee calls out sick, the worst case scenario were to happen and they get infected, you can actually go and look and say, which batches and lots did Jill specifically work on? because she has her own unique ID within 365 candidates. So we don't know necessarily yet how a government might handle a recall or any forced closings, but this at least gives you the data to go and say, we can take care of it. We can isolate it.
1: Man, that, that would be so helpful. I mean, it gives a peace of mind to the owner of the company. And I think it also gives peace of mind to consumers. And again, when we were talking earlier, you had a great story for me about consumer confidence.
0: Yeah. So we've seen some interesting changes and feedback from our customers. We try to stay close with them to figure out what's going on in their business. And retail, as this was picking up, there was a whole flood of new customers that came into the retail stores worldwide. And a lot of them actually came from the black market. The first day these retailers are going, we'll take anyone who's coming in the door. And then they're trying to understand what's the trend. So as they were talking to some of their customers, there's some people that have come from traditionally buying from the black market that are now wanting to go and stock up from the legal market. And it's because they're not trusting their original supply chain or the original supplier. <laughs> so rather than going and buying something from someone that you really don't know in packaging that isn't either child proof or that hasn't been tested, people are now looking at this as a safe place to go and shop. The other things that came from it was there's a lot of companies that actually aren't drug testing because they either don't have the capacity and the medical system is, is obviously over capacity. So people that are originally not able to, because they're not able to consume for their work, they're not going to be tested. So it allows people <laughs> to go and experiment with things like CBD
1: Yeah, without the fear of losing their job. Oh, my gosh. A couple of un- unintended consequences is actually positive unintended consequences. I want to take a short break to play you a preview of our next episode and to thank our sponsors.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's rewarding emotionally, and it's rewarding at the end when you get to harvest your stash. Uh, it's, uh, it's really nice when you, you finally you harvest, you dry your buds, you've got these beautiful homegrown buds that you can smoke and share with your friends, and it's, it's just your own house
2: label that you can be really proud of.
1: Tune in on Thursday to hear Jason Levin from A Pot for Pot. And now let's get back to today's show. Jumping ahead, you've clearly had a big demand for your services or your software. How are you managing the demand? Do you intend to be raising capital in the future to you know, help you take advantage of this newfound growth?
0: Yeah, yeah, really good question. For the first part of that question, One of the things we're seeing on retail is in certain states like Nevada, you're only allowed to either do online orders or pick up in store. So some dispensaries, oddly enough, here actually have a drive-through, which is a unique (laughs) advantage in this time. But other customers who didn't do online orders before and really focused on the customer interaction in store are now scrambling to go and say, we need an e-commerce solution. We need to be able to show people the products that we have on hand, what they do, give them enough of an education, but really it's we want to keep selling to keep the lights on. So we're trying to focus on areas like that, which most retailers call it click and collect. Uh, We call it unified commerce, Hmm. but it's allowing your customer to shop in any aspect that they want. And right now, legally, that's all you can do. So anywhere we can, we're focusing on our efforts to help our customers and prioritize getting the minimal viable product out to each person to then you know, continue to scale and keep their businesses going.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to you know, focus on the things that are really, really pressing right now. Like I said, you're going to need a lot of developers to add all these extra features and to grow this company, taking advantage of the changes that the virus is going to create. And that puts you in a position maybe to raise some capital.
2: Yeah,
0: it does. So we we're fortunate in the way that we're built on a Microsoft platform. So, anything that any business has ever done, Microsoft's basically adding into the product constantly. So it already has a delivery module. And what we were able to do is take it and tailor it to cannabis. But to your point, that does still take effort and time and specific skill sets So we've raised capital in the past, which helped accelerate a, a lot of gross revenue, helped us scale to new countries, international. We're now at the point where we're looking at the market again, and we're seeing hemp continuing to accelerate CBD being adopted worldwide and we've got customers that have national retail deals going into all name brand stores. So we're working with them and we're seeing this big acceleration period where with additional capital we think we're in a great position with a Microsoft platform already with a global presence to go in and dominate the market. So. It's something that we're positioning ourselves to do, and any additional capital in our business we feel is going to take us a long way.
1: Well, definitely when you start the raise, we definitely will need to let us know so we can get you back on the show. And I'm going to have all of Michael's and 365's contact information in in the show notes and at mjbulls.com. So keep track of this opportunity because another great company that's, as we say, are thriving in the, during the crisis. (laughs) Michael, thank you for being on the show today.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who abused cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said,